Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Game Lemonade. I'm Weechong. And I'm Ray. This is take three. <laughs> is it three? It yeah, it's three. Oh, fuck. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. All right, I thought is. I was tripping. We're going to be talking about... Well, I mean, I, it's been a minute or a week or two. Has it been two weeks? Yeah, about... We're done with Square Enix and Nintendo. We said we would. So we're going to. It took a while, but I guess now, like, they, they've had some follow-ups and stuff, and we've seen, like, stuff that was announced they dropped trailers for, specifically, like, Kazuya and Smash. Yeah, and we got, we, uh... We had the, the gameplay thing, so... We know how the Pixel remaster looks like now in Final uh, Fantasy? We'll talk about it later. Yeah, which is really cool, because if we had given our immediate thoughts, they probably would have been pretty negative, just because they didn't show anything on release. Yeah, I'm still gonna shit on the mobile ports, but, I mean... At least now we have, we have something positive to like, coat that cake, coat that cake, yeah. frost that cake. There we I go. I don't know. That's a weird analogy. Let's coat. Let, let's coat. Let's coat some cake and some frosting. It's like, ugh. let's coat some cake. Let's some, dip some fries and some mayonnaise. I don't. Whatever. Hey man, people, people in uh, European country does that. I don't remember the. I think it's Holland. Yeah, they dip their French fries in mayo, mayo, mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Yeah, mayonnaise. Oh my <laughs> god. All right. I need you guys to know that we record this like pretty late at night because this is pretty late, so we're probably gonna be. It's gonna be pretty bad. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great, but it's gonna be bad. I mean, is it proven that doing stuff when you're kind of sleepy? Yeah, it's drunk. It's like a drunk equivalent. Is it really? Yeah, it makes sense, right? Because when you're falling asleep and there's like funny shit happening, you're just laughing your ass off. Yeah, and. Like your spatial your spatial reasoning goes like out the window. So like people who are sleepy tend to bump into shit like drunk people. All right. Square Enix, right? We're gonna start off with the mobile games. They show three mobile games from or that I remember. They showed Hitman Sniper, The Shadows, Near Reincarnation, and I think it was the Final Fantasy one. Do you remember or you recall the one where it was Like World with No no no. Like a battle royale or something like that, I think. No, I don't do mobile games very often. So anytime they get brought up, I kind of just be like, Bleh. but um, no, man, like I don't remember any of the mobile game stuff. It, it's it's probably that thing where we're showing it and it's a mobile game. And I was just like, oh, okay. And I just pulled that shit out of the top of my head and threw it away. Yeah, pretty much the same here. Like Hitman, I don't play Hitman. Final Fantasy, like I just, if, unless uh, what I, from what I saw, it did not look good. And here, I mean. Could be cool. I just I don't play mobile games, and uh, well, the, we don't play mobile games. Is the near game like a full ass game, or is it like Gotcha, or is it um like Bullet Hell kind of stuff? Like I no details. I a combination of all three. I'm pretty sure there is details, but to be honest, I didn't really look yeah. that much into it because I mean, there's really no interest there for me. Yeah, same. I have to agree. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna say something about um the like I feel like this. E3 didn't have a lot of gotcha in it where I feel like a couple years ago it was littered with it which is a good thing because I don't really much like gotcha games and by gotcha games I mean like Hero Wars if you've ever seen those ads um, and um, like Raid Shadow Legends where you open packs get cards and you they want you to spend real world money or whatever the hell but I, I feel like this E3 didn't have a lot of that yeah, I mean, this was the only one that I could recall, if it even was one, which I don't know, but I don't rec- recall any gotcha games being announced or, any- or anything, too. Yeah. But we got, they announced Legend of Mana, the new one, coming out for, I think, PS4, Switch, and what have you. They showed a little trailer and nothing too much. We can move on. 
this is a big one because we have more more stuff on this one, right? Uh-huh. The Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters for the first six games. Bruh, you don't even know how happy I am that this got announced. Even if even if they made the mobile ports, I would have been salty, but I probably would have bought it. I a hundred percent would have bought it. Let's 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 be real here. You want to talk the mobile ports for a second or two or like a minute? Yeah, man. Um, the one that I have the most extensive playtime with is five. And my biggest issue with it is that they used, uh, not I don't want to say official art because it should be official art, but they used like co- not concept art either. But like if you watch portrait art for Final Fantasy characters and then you look at character models, they look nothing alike. And in 5 specifically, all the characters had white hair. All the characters looked really, like, weird slender because it was, like, that weird, like, I don't know, like, almost a European Victorian art style. Like, pointy noses and they look real slender and, like, effeminate. Or uh, maybe not, like, the males were androgynous, except for Galuf because he's old. But you can fix that with mods, which is what I did. So, like... The characters don't all have all white hair. Like, the character with pink hair in the game, her portrait has pink hair. The same with Ferris having purple hair. They put purple hair in the sprite art, and they fixed, like, some of the clothing colors. Where she was wearing, like, a white dress, but in the game she wears, like, a brown dress, and then they colored that in the portrait correctly. And I can't tell you how helpful that was. Because I was so upset looking at these characters and I'm like you don't look like that it's not what you look like in the game it is frustrating I can relate because I've played other JRPGs where you you see the character art and like wow like that is some nice looking art they're wearing some crazy shit then you see the main game it's like it's there's no consistency there you know what yeah. I mean and it's kind of it's very distracting where like I mean can like this isn't it, it it really throws throws me off, but I played Final Fantasy Six, the mobile port on Steam. Yeah. Looks just as bad as the one in FF five. I think they're the same engine. There's no because way they're the, not the, the sprites aren't they're not pixel sprites. They're like they look like what, right? Like they're made they of clay. Look like, or... They look like Gumby. Yeah. They look like Gumby sprites. They look they, like they don't have any joints. Like it, it's just like I don't know. It just it doesn't look right. It, it could be because we grew up, or I, uh, like I grew up playing them. You grew up playing them with the original sprite arts, and sprite art is it's an art. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. it, it can be very elegant. And I feel like Final Fantasy was a very, especially six, five, and six were very uh, even four. They were beautiful sprite art games, and they I don't know. They just the the mobile ports didn't do it. They 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 just looked. It was very jarring. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. That's the right word for that. They just they didn't look they didn't look good. But we did see a follow up to this because on on the uh, initial announcement, they didn't give a shit. If you recall, there was nothing there for us. They were like, "Hey, man, Pixel Remasters are coming. Goodbye." Like, okay, badass. Yeah, and we didn't know. Like again, I thought uh, we assumed incorrectly. Thank God. That they were all just gonna just mobile port them all. They were all gonna look they, like they only the mobile for ports. Steam and mobile. Yeah, so we assumed that they were gonna be mobile ports, just like the Steam versions are now. If you go to Steam and you want to buy Final Fantasies three, four, five, five, and six. Three and four, I think, are the are the DS remasters. Uh, the that's DS right. Yeah. So it would be yes. five and six. Yeah, and you can't buy. I don't think you can buy Final Fantasy one and two on Steam. 
At five and six, they announced that they're going to be removing them sometime next month in July because I guess they're going to bring in these new ones and like they kind of want to don't associate themselves with those other yeah. two anymore, which I don't blame them because it don't look good. Yeah, I got lucky because I didn't play six on Steam because I have a the SNES Classic or the SNES Mini, whatever you want, the SNES Mini, whatever you want to call it, and that has Final Fantasy three, quote unquote, which is Final Fantasy six, and I played it on that so. I didn't feel the need to buy it on Steam again because I already own it. Yeah. But these new ones look like the originals, except uh, they added more detail. It looks, they're pixels again, so it looks very nice. And there was uh, something you brought up, Ray, when you were looking at the pictures. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. They just look, it looks better. It, it just Remember looks. Remember in Final Fantasy VI, Ray, the shit that you mentioned? Oh, that where they added details in one of the clips where they're adding. Stuff, the intro when they're yeah, the they're content. adding stuff that should be there that isn't there. Like in the opening sequence of Final Fantasy VI, if you've ever played it, you're on like a techno walker and you're walking up and you get to a cliff and this cliff is supposed to be overlooking a town. In the original game, they couldn't do that because of hardware limitations. So you literally get to a ridge and then it's just more ridge mountains. But in this port, if you go to the, uh, is it the official Square Enix site or the Pixel Remake site? I don't know. I don't remember. Um, we You'd just, have to Google it. I'm yeah, not sure. We just sent me a link. A link. Um, but they added the town, the first town in Final Fantasy VI, which I think is Marsh, but that's probably not correct. Or Marsha or something. And that's not correct. I know that's not correct. But they added the town where they added some art so i wonder if they're going to do that with the other games are they going to add it if it, it, it's cool if you add it either in the background of stuff or like in those cutscene or in cutscenes where it's like oh this is supposed to be here so we're going to put it there and that's going to be really cool i'm excited for that i'm excited what this what they do with it yeah i mean it's gonna be a one through six you know i'm gonna i'm gonna buy them because i want to support this because this is what i would have wanted yeah. From remasters or pixel remix as they're calling them. So, you know, they, they got a fan over here. And not to mention that I've played all those games. And I beat the majority of them. I beat one, four, five, and six. The only ones I haven't beaten are two and three because they're not great. They're hard. I think we've talked about this on a previous final in a previous discussion. Yeah. yeah, where two is twice as hard as one and three is twice as hard as two. We move on to Life is Strange, Ray. I mean they announced the new one, they announced Life is Strange 1 and 2 and Before the Storm. So, yeah. I mean, they're okay. If you're into that type of stuff, they're going to be coming out on the... They're going to be coming out soon. So, that's cool. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't dig on the visual novel games. Not like like Wolf Among Us and then the... Among Us? Um, <laughs> no. Sorry about it. Batman... Walking Dead never played the games. I never had an interest in them because it didn't feel like it's the same thing with the the old like King's Quest games. You know what I'm talking about? Like the point yeah, and click yeah. adventures. It felt like yeah. that, and I never that wasn't ever my thing. Yeah, I played the Wolf Among Us. I really enjoyed it just because the plot, the story, the characters were really intriguing to me. They kept me invested, and I played Life is Strange. Life is Strange one. It was fun. Never played part two. Never played the DLC. This new one that's upcoming. Looks cool to me. I kind of, I'm digging what they're doing. They got 
a singer in there, a singer in there that I really like, who is MXM Tune Tune. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There you go. I like her so much. I fucking forgot her name, but so it's something like that. It's like ten is your favorite Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. More exposing. <laughs> and I mean, I don't think we have too much to say about this, but I know we got stuff to say about this one. Maybe the Avengers, their roadmap for twenty twenty one. They're bringing in oh, Black yeah. Panther. I think that's really cool. I'm actually kind of hyped that they're adding stuff to this game because I think that game did not have a good launch. Apparently, this game sucks ass. Uh, like that, that's what I've heard. I mean, whether that's true or not, it's a live service game. So yeah, I also heard that it has like it, at launch. I don't know now because I didn't keep up with it, but it had really, really bad um, optimization. The game did not come out polished. Frame like rates on console or PC or just in general. In general, like. Frames would tank. Damn. You could have beast rigs and your frames would tank. Where there's just too many particles on screen and they didn't optimize it well enough. That sucks, dude. Because I know they had a big budget and it's Marvel. So kind of blows my mind that it flopped. Because did you ever play Marvel Ultimate Alliance? Oh, yeah. I think yeah, I played that, two. It's pretty much like the same concept, right? Like, like that shit was popular, man. Even the newest Marvel Ultimate Alliance didn't do well. It was optimized like crap. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, what are they the, doing over there? Making games that don't run good. It's not saying that the game's not good. It just doesn't run well. Which means that your game is kind of subpar. Yeah, I mean, look at Cyberpunk. You know, Is the game good? Probably, but with all the issues, it's going to be hard for people to give your game an honest chance. I wouldn't even say... Pro- even run properly. I wouldn't even say probably. I would say the game is a good game. It's a good game. It just runs like crap, which is a huge detriment if you don't want to deal with that. Yeah, it's the same I mean, thing. That's, when, just, that's just true. It's the same thing with people who buy Bethesda games on launch and then are surprised that the game doesn't work. And I was like, "Yeah, it's Bethesda, dummy! Like, what are you talking about? You're gonna fall through the map. You're gonna lose progress. Items are gonna fall through the world. Shit's gonna pop. Like, it's just facts." Yeah, I mean, it's it's expected, unfortunately. But let me give you this name, right? Tell me if this rings any bells. Babylon's Fall. The um, it's um, is that an adventure game? I think. Yeah, yeah, but it's made by a Platinum. Okay. In conjunction with Square Enix. Okay. Platinum, you know. Who made oh, it's 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 that um. It's a live. Service yeah, it's the Godfall game. crap, right? It's the Godfall yeah, yeah, yeah. ripoff. Similar to that, yeah. I don't. I don't, I don't want to call it. Uh, ripoff, not, it's, it's, definitely... it's the Destiny thing. It's like it's yeah, it's live service. Yeah, it's a live service, and it's a. I think it's like like a Destiny in a Borderlands. It's like a looter shooter, except you don't shoot. Yeah. So the more they explained about this game the less and less interested i became and i'm pretty sure you feel the same way yeah i mean i don't really enjoy games as a service uh, i mean uh, yeah because the ga- the games have initial cost and that's i don't think that that's correct because we play a game we play league we play league often league of legends sorry for the thing but that game's free. You can download that game right now, and if you want all the characters or you want the whole roster, you can pay money or you can grind currency to get that roster, but the game is free. You don't have to buy it. There's no initial buy-in. So why the fuck are you making games as a service? And oh, a huge stipulation. If the game works well, I'm, I'm about it. If the game works super duper well and you want to make it a games as a service, that's cool. But... If I'm going to get a game that's not optimized, that's missing content, that's not balanced, why would I have to pay an initial price? I don't think it's fair. I'm in the same category, dude. Like, honestly, for real, where 
if I'm going to pay 60 bucks or $70, whatever it is, I want this game to be complete. I want it to feel like I got what I paid for. I don't want to feel like, all right, now I need to wait for the live service stuff to start kicking in so I can feel yeah. satisfied. And it's like, no, I want to feel, I want to be able to buy the game, not have to, like, uh, like you know, buy additional stuff to it to feel like I'm getting the full experience. Yeah. I would even say something like, um, especially in, with games now, where you don't have to break bank to play really, really good games. Uh, example for that, two examples in episodes that we've done is Hollow Knight and Bloodstained. Those games are 20 bucks, both. 20 bucks each. And those games are amazing. And then when you get games like that made by smaller companies that are doing really well, and then you get something like Cyberpunk or you get something like... Um, the other game that we just mentioned, apologies. Um, that's really frustrating. Like, why can... Again, like, the the whole thing where it's like, I'm paying top dollar for this game. It's a triple-A game. I don't want to fall through the floor. I don't want saves to be corrupted. I don't want any of this garbage that comes along with these games sometimes. Not all the times, but sometimes. All right. After that, Ray, we got, unfortunately... I say unfortunately, but that's not true, but... We got like 25 minutes of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yo, that was so demoralizing. Like, as somebody who is excited to have like a lot of game. But, oh, well, addendum. I will add to that. It really sucks if you wanted to see something specific. I wanted to see a lot of Stranger Chaos, Final Fantasy Chaos, Chaos. I wanted to see more of that. And then, that's a joke. That's not the name, but whatever. Um, But... What they showed looked cool. It looked like an almost complete game. There was no obvious stutters. There was no... The game looked complete. It looked like a complete game. And that's cool because E3 doesn't really give us a lot of that. E3 gives us a lot of like, hey, in two years, this is going to be fire. And it's like, all right, cool. I'll tell you what, though. I did notice some stuttering in the game, like performance issue-wise. Yeah. There were some scenes where it was getting kind of hectic, and I, like you could tell where it's like, okay, it's a it's bit choppy. But chug. Yeah. For context... They started off their show, Square Enix did, with Guardians of the Galaxy, and we got anywhere between 15 to 25 minutes of gameplay, which is awesome, but holy shit, let's move on. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's going to be cool. Some and of the stuff was funny, you know, it hit my humor, like, I thought I thought some of the stuff was funny. Yeah, sometimes, like, like holy dialogue, Batman, like, there's some of those <laughs> yeah. moments where they're walking and they don't shut up, and it's, it's cool. But when you don't want it, it's very frustrating. Where it's just like, move on to the next title. Like I, I'm at E3. I don't need to see like the. I don't need to see the demo. Just like move it, move it on, move it on, move it on to the next announcement. And it could be a lack. You of save that content. stuff for the post show, right? Not even for the post show. You save it for the end. Like you, you save yeah. like you, you get like ten minutes, and then yeah, like you said, like those little roundtable couch things that they do, which I usually that felt like man. Yeah, the the Nintendo Treehouse or whatever. Yeah, that's what that felt like. It's just like, bro, we got 25 minutes of this game, and if people who like it are going to enjoy it. People who don't like it, because it's very hit or miss. Even yeah. for me, who I, I kind of enjoyed this. I was like, bro, like, uh, okay. uh, it, it was too much. It was, you know, I'm, I'm sure they won't do it again. I'm pretty sure they learned. No, I think, I think that I don't think the internet backlash was high enough, personally, because I didn't really see a lot of people... Like, they memed on it a couple times, but it wasn't ever like, this is trash and you need to stop. It was just more like, eh, not the move. But yeah. if it's cool, it's cool. I mean, 
um, I feel like those kind of adventure games are getting more of a um, popular. I think we talked about this also in a previous episode with like stuff like God of War and those little like single player full story adventures. And this is a multiplayer full story adventure. So, I mean, it could be really, really cool. Yeah. So I, um, it's not a live service game, and I think they said, God. you know, what you you get what you what you pay for in that. I don't think they're expecting to make a bunch of DLC for it or just a bunch of add-on content or removing content to save for, you know, the post-release. So oh my it should God, be a full man. experience. So, I mean, if what you saw in that trailer, if any of this sounds interesting, maybe this might be the game for you. Yeah. I don't think the gameplay looked too enticing. and didn't really catch my attention. Some of the humor did, but it, 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 it just, is what it is. I have to wait for it to come out. It looks like generic, like combat, punch, you shoot, you dodge. Eh. Um, yeah. they're, they're not going to hit us with the Dudley. In Street Fighter Cross Tekken, do you remember that? Where if you no, bought no, no. you you bought the game, bought the disc. Oh my goodness, yeah. And Dudley and I think Blanca were already on the disc. You just had like they weren't just gonna release it in the game. You had to buy the DLC to just unlock that key. And on release. Like, yeah, on release, on the disc. So people were hacking the disc or they were data mining and they would just be like, Oh cool, you can play Dudley like a full couple months before they ever plan to release it. And then Capcom got all flustered and they had to release it early. It's so stupid. Full ass characters being held back for DLC. When, you know, it's always like, oh, DLC, you know, we start working on it after the game goes gold and we'll release a post con or, you know, post game or post release, excuse me. And you get this type of stuff where all this shit's already ready to go, but they're just holding it back. And like the audacity to release the game with all the DLC already in disc is no, that's ridiculous. horseshit. Yeah, that's bull that was crap. a big debacle, right? Like, wasn't that? Like, oh yeah, big... people got mad. That's why that game, like that was one of the reasons that game died. Also because it was just like super defensive and slow. No, it was sl- weird. Slow's the wrong word, but like I think most games at tournament ended in timeouts. Yeah, and it got really ugly. But uh. To finish this off for Square Enix, I mean, you already know. Chaos of Chaos. Chaos, Chaos, Chaos. Chaos Control. All right. It's Stranger in Paradise. Nope. Is that not what it is? You're close. Stranger of Paradise? Yeah. Uh, subtitle? Uh, I don't remember the subtitle. It's Stranger of Chaos. Final Fantasy Origin. Final Fantasy Origin Chaos. Yeah. So this is an isekai, right? We don't know. I had a theory that it is because the we were just like, maybe it's just like an unprepared asset. Maybe they meant to make it look like a, a character. This was theories. Okay. It's already been proved wrong. But wait, 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 wait. You should, you should, you should explain what an isekai is. Though, okay. We uh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, an isekai is an, a genre in manga and anime in Japanese manga and anime. I don't know if Manwa does it as much. I have no idea. I think because Manwa's all power fantasy. Anyway, sorry. Um, A lot of it's power fantasy. But in Japan, there's a genre of anime and manga called isekai. And isekai literally means other world. And the concept of this genre is that someone from our world, the normal world, either dies in a weird way or gets summoned or by some matter of the world gets transported into a different world with different rules 
usually like like high fantasy is usually the way that it usually works now or for the most part and they have to learn how to survive in that world and are either grossly overpowered or garbage and that's what an isekai is it's like they they are they they essentially represent you the the audience to give you a perspective if this was a real world thing and some of them are pretty good and then some of them are water trash yeah, and Final Fantasy or Stranger Paradise. We start off with you know, Eminem, infamous uh, oh, yeah. t-shirt guy. T-shirt guy is what I. Uh, if someone called him that, and I thought it was hilarious. But in the trailer that they showed, it was a dude in pants, and I, I don't know if he's wearing boots or sneakers. I really don't remember. A gray Nikes, shirt, some Air Jordans. Nah, they weren't belt. that nice. They were not. He, he was wearing like he was wearing like no boundaries, bro. I was like, he was, he was wearing a Gucci belt. He had his N one shirt. Like, and then he on. he had a great sword, and he's talking to Garland. And if you don't know who Garland is, that's a Final Fantasy lesson that we'll get into in another time. But I I gathered from the trailer, Ray, Garland is chaos, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, just want to make sure. Mm. But this whole thing happens, right? And I initially thought, I was like, hey, maybe they were using him as a placeholder because they didn't have the asset that they wanted to use. They didn't have their big armor man or like the warrior of light. Search that up. And that's what the Final Fantasy protagonist looks like, quote unquote, Um, or the concept art for him or whatever. But this looked, to put it mildly, fucking stupid. And I wish it didn't happen. It looked fucking dumb. I'm sorry so many curse words, but it was stupid. So stupid. And I'm just like, eh. Alright. Well, a couple days after, my my friend Weicho here lets me know that the director of the game said that, no, it's not a placeholder. This is an intentional design. This motherfucker <laughs> supposed to look this way. Like a normal person. And then the name of it is Stranger of Paradise. So in my head, when he told me this, and then I put those two things together, it immediately clicked in my head. It's an isekai. The main character is going to be from our Earth or an Earth that's similar to ours. He's either going to be transported by some kind of horror magic, and he's going to end up in the world of Final Fantasy One, or before. I think it takes place before the events of Final Fantasy One, which is weird so. because Final Fantasy One is already a game that has time travel in it so it's gonna get kind of confusing i'm thinking this might not be directly tied to one but maybe kind of like a reimagining of ff1 like you know kind of like parallel universe kind of stuff but it's time travel so it could be like a paradox but like uh, (sighs) it comes to the character design it's it is tetsuya nomura so when you think about final fantasy and you think about the the characters with the belts and the the pants and the the crazy shit the 13 it's all the same, dude. That's just his stuff. That's his stuff. No, yeah, I'm fine. It, I'm fine <laughs> if it fits in theme, but this shit looked like a bunch of dudes rolled up to a LARP session, bro. <laughs> yes, it looked right. like you got wizards, you got knights, you got magic and stone and bats and monsters, and then you got fucking t-shirt guy. And I'm like, why? In combat boots. With uh, wearing his stupid like Levi's or whatever, so, so frustrating. <laughs> so, uh, a demo did come out though, and I want to talk about this because I played that demo. I don't have the console in order to play it. I played that demo, and 
a lot of that game is trash when it comes to dialogue from what they showed like story every just everything about that game was trash except the gameplay who was being made by team ninja they're the the, the guys that made the city are the guys that are making this game i mean the city is a good fun looking game so i'm not, i'm just going to after playing the demo here are my thoughts i'm going to be it's going to be short it's going to be concise game looks like trash game runs like trash game plays good i sound like i'm talking like an asshole but the gameplay is really nice different weapons the magic system i'm i'm not i'm not too keen on the magic system but uh it, it works you you got to like be real stationary about it it doesn't feel that good you know what i mean yeah. like you're just standing there shit's like oh he's going to hit me but i'm i'm trying to get, oh, like fucking damn it yeah. i hope they make it more intuitive but i'm looking forward to buying this game at $20 and i'll leave it at that I think that's the type of game this looks like. I don't know, so man. Far. It's still like when do we have a projected release date for this? I have no idea. I um, assume probably I mean, next year. Hopefully, they make it run better because if it's a year out, hopefully they kink they um you know iron it out. Even, yeah, iron, iron out those kinks. But I don't know, man. It looks fucking stupid. I really hope it's not an isekai. The thing about Dissidia, from what I remember, for from what I played, because I didn't play a lot of Dissidia. Um, but from what I did play, it was really fun. That 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 game was like high paced fighter fun time, and I enjoyed that. All right, so I don't know if we have anything else left to say on Square Enix. Should we move on to Nintendo? Yeah. All right. Well, you know how they started off the show with the fucking banger, right? Yeah, with Metroid. Metroid Dread, sequel to 2002's Metroid Fusion. I don't know. Did you play that one? I have played all. I've played. I think all the two D Metroids. What do you think about? I never played Fusion. Oh, uh, Fusion! Fusion was super fun. Fusion was great. Um, some of the mobility stuff was kind of bad. Not bad, but they they did stuff for certain reasons. Um, you couldn't like continuously wall jump off the same wall. If you did a wall jump, it like killed your input going back to the same wall. So it isn't like if you've ever seen a Super Metroid speedrun, which I like a lot, you can wall jump. And then if you, as soon as you leave the wall, you can press the button towards the wall and you'll instantly start going towards the wall. So you can constantly wall jump off the same wall. And in Fusion, they got rid of that. In Fusion, if you jumped off the wall, it just ate your input and you would go pretty far in that direction. So they killed a lot of that to, I guess, to inhibit sequence breaking because you can't really sequence break sequence break that game and uh sorry sequence breaking in a metroidvania and games like uh, super metroid gets away with it the most is where you use your movement options or other options in the game to break the path that the developers intended for you so instead of going you know boss one boss two boss three boss four super metroid is notorious for that. It has a speedrun category called reverse boss order where there's five bosses in that game. And in order to beat the last boss, you have to beat the first four. Well, people figured out via sequence breaking and movement that you can go from four, three, two, one to five. So you can start with Ridley and then Crocomire, no Dragon and then Fantoon and then Kraid. Which is not the intended way to beat it. To the point where like Kraid looks like a joke. Because you're using end game equipment. 
you kill him in one shot, literally. You hit you hit him with a one shot plasma charge and he dies. Just because the way damage values in that game work. I want to give a shout out to Symphony of the Night because I played it recently. I got the Chrysogrim and turns it turns that game into a fucking joke. Yeah. No, it's even, never already easy as it is, but that just, even even Symphony of the Night ooh. was built like pretty open ended, where you can like it doesn't really have like a fixed a fixed boss order as more of it's just like you do this boss and then it opens up these three bosses that you can do, which opens up these three bosses that you can do that opens up these three bosses you can do. So it's not really a fixed order technically. Yeah. But for something like you can like sequence break. So fusion did that. They, they, it's almost a hundred percent linear. There is no sequence breaking. So then 19 years later, we're getting dread dude. I'm glad they started to show off with this because you know how the the main thing to take not take away from this, but what became like the theme of this was Nintendo Save D3, right? Yeah. And bro, starting with Dread was because they announced Prime a couple years ago or the next installment that's gonna eventually show up on yeah, the Switch Metro, in the Prime series. Prime four, Prime right? Four. Yeah. yeah, correct. So when they showed Metroid, it's like, oh shit, here it comes. Or maybe it's the the Prime trilogy uh re- remaster. On the switch or something, but they showed this, and I'm like, honestly, this is, this is awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm way more hyped for this because I, I never had like that much love for the Prime games. I think they're really yeah. cool. That the new Metroid, that's really always really cool. Always, always, always. But I, you know, we've talked about Metroidvania. I love Metroidvania. I love Super Metroid and Metroid Fusion, Metroid Zero Mission. You know the the. I, I never I didn't play the 3DS one. The it's the Return of Samus or Samus Returns. I don't remember. It, it gets confusing because one's named one and the other's named the other. So they're both technically correct, except one's the first one on the Game Boy, then the other one's the new one. And I I, I yeah. just can't remember. Um Man, it was it looked so good. And I'm super excited for a new Metroid in that style. In the in the Metroidvania style, because so in, in Metroid, right? Like the OG, yeah, just... the Metroid style. Because so much of recent Metroid, because um, I don't know if you know this, but Japan doesn't really have love for Metroid. I think it's more popular in the West, right? It is a hundred percent more popular in the United mm-hmm. States than it is in Japan. Uh, I don't know why it just is. Um, that's why we get so so many inconsistent releases. That's why like Metroid prime two and three and four now have always like, you know, how they've always been like not huge gaps, but there've been pretty big gaps in between them. And that's why, because Japan is just like, Oh, we don't care. It's not a priority. Yeah. But then when you get it in the States, people, they buy it, they eat it up because people just like that storytelling, female protagonist, aliens, alien, kind of game it's just sci-fi right like sci-fi games are yeah they're they're pretty popular things for the most and part. and now especially in fusion and what looks like now in dread they're leaning into like the horror yep. of metroid because if you play metroid fusion those sax moments or psyx i don't know how you pronounce it if you played fusion are terrifying when you're running away from the copy of you, I don't know if you've ever played Fusion. No. Um, plot of the game: Metroids 
were created to stop this parasite called Parasite X. Parasite X has the ability to like genetically become and infect the things that it infects. Samus gets attacked. Scientists, I don't know how, figure out that Metroids are the predators of the Parasite X and why the Metroids were created in the first place by the Chozo. So, the Chozo. Yeah. Chozo. That's it sounds like they wanted to say Chosen, but they're like, you know what? Yeah, the Chozo. The Chorizos. <laughs> The that's chorizos. what they call them. Yeah, that's what that's what they call them in speedrun vernacular. The chorizos. Oh, that's great. Yeah, but um, created by the chozos, stopped parasites. So these parasites attack Samus. She gets infected. They inject her with some Metroid goo, and she becomes like genetically similar to a Metroid. Now she's now she's part Metroid. Yeah, which is kind of cool. I at least I think. So that happens. The. And she's full power Samus. She's it's full power Samus from Super Metroid. So, so the, wait, wait, wait. The, the the screw attack, the space jump, the ice beam, the missiles, everything. With the, does the goo give her anything gameplay wise, or is it purely for the story? Yes, it gives her an aversion to cold because Metroids don't like the cold. But what happens is the X parasites that attack her become a clone of her, a clone okay. of the a clone of Samus. But full power Samus from Super Metroid. So it's got super missiles, regular missiles, power bombs, anything. All the best equipment from Super Metroid is now hunting her. And it has the ice beam, which she has an aversion to. So, like, the whole story of the game is literally, hey, you're not strong enough to kill you. Run away from you. And that's, like, the horror of the game where you're doing segments... And then all of a sudden you hear footsteps. You're like, the fuck is that? And then you see you. You see a version of you that is the Parasite X version that you can't fight. It does buku damage to you, too. It hits you for, like, two E-tanks. So it's, like, a 200 damage. I mean, like, that sounds cool to you. Honestly, I hope they kind of release a collection. I think that'd be really neat. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. And uh, I- I'm looking forward to this game a lot. I'm actually going to try and see, uh, going to find ways to try and play these games. Because I've only ever played Super oh, Metroid. Uh, if you want to replay Super Metroid, I have the SS, the SNES Classic, and it's on there. Because I had some of them, or well, I had Super Metroid. On, I know Super Metroid is on the on the collection for the Switch. If you have Switch Online, you know how oh, yeah. those little yeah, collections online. Mm-hmm. That's another way you find a way to play. Like, a, I think there's what five games, I believe. For the 2D games, uh, it's for, Metro- for the OG Metroid. Yeah, it's yeah. Metroid, Metroid Two, Return of Samus, Super Metroid Fusion, Zero Mission. And uh, the new one, Dread. Yeah, so there's but, currently five. But out. but Zero Mission is a retelling of the first game. Okay, 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 okay. I got you. So if if you wanted to do, just start with Zero Mission, and then I think Zero Mission would probably be the best one to do it because yeah. that's the one that has like all the optimal stuff, and then it has like post content, which is pretty cool. So I'm trying to remember. It's if you want to do them canonically, it's Zero Mission. Samus Returns, Super Metroid, Metroid Fusion. Yeah, wanna... in the in the story, not like canonical release, but like yeah, yeah. in the canon of the story. But I'll, I'll look up the ways, like you know, like canonical, canonical, and uh, release. I, I kind of prefer release order, just because the way the game evolves, you know, like gameplay wise. And and any NES Metroid is not good. You you don't have to play the original. The original is trash. And by trash, I mean it didn't age well because it it came out in like eighty eight. 
Yeah, but I mean, I can figure that out later on. Let's see. We got a big list. Let's move on to Breath of the Wild 2. It's Breath of the so, Wild. Like, I ain't going to be hyped for that. Like, what, what are you talking about? It's Breath of the Wild. It seems like they added a skyline to the regular. Oh, and uh, did map. you notice, like, all the Twilight noises? No. Did you play Twilight Princess? Yeah. If you if you go back and watch the trailer when uh, when Zelda, when Link is going through the floor of one of the things where they show, like, he can, like, phase through objects or whatever, yeah, you yeah. can hear the Twilight noises in the background. The really? Blue, blue. Yeah. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. I, the one thing I noticed was uh, we still don't play Zelda, which I thought would have been really cool. Maybe it'll be a twist. We'll play Zelda. I, I would like to play Zelda. And the other thing that I noticed uh, was the arm where it kind of seems like either the Sheikah slate or something yeah. was embedded into his arm. And maybe, you know, he's going to pull it up, like use that as a or a we're, we're going to get new powers. For yeah, sure. I, I assume it's going to be something like Zelda gets kidnapped. Try to save her. You get your arm cut off. I assume maybe. it's that. I assume it's that. I don't know. It might be. I think it might be more like an infection or a corruption where like the Pokedex is just like in your arm and to it gives st- you like to stop an inf- and- to stop an infection. Like he gets infected with something and then he has to like put the Sheikah slate on to stop his arm from getting fucked up. Yeah, because I mean, if we think about it, Breath of the Wild 2, like what is the story going to actually be about? Because they already began. And so I think at this point it's going to be against a war against the machines or something am- or along those lines. Well, also, I think in the original trailer the one that dropped like what two years ago a year ago or whatever yeah when they're um, in the, the ruins or caves yeah the ruins or whatever they played the song of unhealing which is from majora's mask so it could be maybe we're gonna get a superstar like maybe it's the twilight zone or whatever the fuck they call it in twilight princess maybe it's the skull kid maybe it's something else i don't know maybe it's new villain that we've never seen before yeah we don't have enough like information to go off like to but i mean more breath of the wild it, but like i'm like I'm, i hope they show us more um i hope they fix the equipment system a little bit i hope they make weapons a little bit more durable just a yeah. little more durable for for some of the weaker weapons just a little bit because the high-end weapons some of the high-end weapons are super durable and i'm fine with the way they were but like i guess some of the like the Bokoblin Club, club, right? Is that what it is? Like one of the first weapons yeah. that you can get. You hit people yeah. like six times and it breaks. And I'm like, what the fool? I would like to see more durability. And honestly, I would like to see a bit more variation in the combat. Well, I wouldn't even say combat. I would see variation in enemy type. That too. Because it's yeah. kind of like Moblins, Bokoblins, the Centaur dudes, Lynels, and then it's the the Machines. Yeah, and I mean, the reason I ask for, you know, variation in combat is because there are creative ways to do stuff, which is really neat, but when it comes to just straight-up one-on-one combat or just combat in general, it eventually turns into perfect dodge, flurry. Perfect dodge, flurry. You know what I mean? I will say, though, in high-tense situations, like against Lionels and stuff, it feels pretty good. Like, when you're playing against yeah. Cobblins and stuff, it doesn't matter. But when it's, like, a boss or something, and you perfect dodge, and I'm just like, this is the hypest shit. Especially against the lightning boss in uh, the Thunderblight Ganon. Yeah. The one that's super fast. When you perfect dodge him, oh, my God. That's that's hype stuff. I'm not asking to be dumb and cry or nothing like that. Just a little bit more. I, I, I want do the same, but improve every aspect at least a little bit oh yeah that's what well, i would like to see from this and i'm sure or, that that's what they'll do yeah and don't downgrade i, I think like I, I don't want them to make that combat simpler because it it wasn't super complicated but again like 
learning as you play the game was so huge in that game. I think it's really cool. And if they don't introduce something new that I think veteran, I say veteran players of Breath of the Wild, but people who got really good at combat in Breath of the Wild are going to steamroll that game if they don't introduce something new. Just because there's no, like, the smallest enemies, perfect dodge. Hardest enemies, perfect dodge. You know, you just get around it. But we'll, I hope, I don't hope. hope. More. I hope we get more, and there's no doubt in my mind that that game's not going to be goaded. Yeah. So then we got Kazuya and Smash. I don't know if you've seen, but obviously, again, we said we're recording this, you know, weeks after. Have you seen his move list? Oh, yeah. Dude, I saw the whole video. Bro, so they show the move list. It's like 44 moves. Yeah, all right. Look, that's that's baby Tekken. Because if you play actual Tekken, you'll see that every character has like 80 to 180 moves. Yeah. It gets really ridiculous. And it's just, there's a lot of fluff in there. But you see all these moves and like they put in Smash. And I'm thinking like, if you're only a Smash player and you see that, you got to be intimidated, right? You got to be like, nah, not for me. I don't know, man. I, I thought he looked awesome. Dude. He looks awesome. I kind of wish it was Jin because I always play Jin or Ogre because I used to play Ogre. But yeah. I mean, it's cool. We get Tekken. I like Tekken. Yeah. Tekken's cool. I, I, mean, I play Kazuya. I like Kazuya because Kazuya's cooler than Jin. Electric Godwin. The uh, the EWGF. Yeah. Electric, Electric God Godfist. Electric Wind Godfist. There you go. The Hell Sweep. The the ten hit combo, bro. It looks. So <laughs> Dude, cool. It's like ten, just ten time. He's just like whipping is so good. I love because he is awesome. But then they announced WarioWare. Get it together. I don't play WarioWare. It seems like it'd be interesting. It was a fun party game. If you have kids or if you want, if you want a, like a cool party game to play while you're having, you know, you have friends over, you have some drinks or whatever, you just kind of want to play a super fun game. That's a game for you. Yeah. So we're not gonna go super in depth in all these games because some of them are just gonna hold our interest too much or whatever. But if there is one already, let me know. Uh, you know, except for like the ones you know that you know, like SMT five, Shin Megami Tensei five. This game looks cool. This game looks awesome, and I really want to play it. If you like Persona, if you've ever played a Persona game and you really enjoyed it, and you were like, "This game's kind of easy," SMT is the game for you. SMT is notoriously hard. It's always been notoriously hard. It's one of the hardest RPGs, JRPGs that is turn based, that is still out there. It's. It can kick you in the teeth. It really can. I know. I played SMT4 on uh, the... 3DS. 3DS. And I got all the way to the end. And it wasn't one of those things, you know, like post-game, like uh, like pre-game, like anxiety for not beating it. No. I got on the last boss and he just waffle stomped me like 10 times in a row. And I was like, cool, I'm not playing that game anymore. But... Uh- they showed a lot of gameplay. There's a lot of gameplay out there on the uh, in their Treehouse stream, which you know they do after their initial announcements. It's a modern SMT game, and it looks awesome. You can tell they got a lot of inspiration from another game that they released on the Switch, which I'm not sure if you know about, but Tokyo Mirage Sessions, the Fire Emblem game. Yeah, uh, I've seen some of it. Like, uh, they definitely drew inspiration from there, and the game just looks cool. It looks awesome. It looks interesting. I want to know more about the story. They didn't really release too much about the story. Just the gameplay, which, you know, is obviously to a lot of people the most important thing. And it looks cool, man. Uh, yeah. I really have nothing much else to say about it. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to play it. I'm excited to restart my game like eight times because I made fatal mistakes, which is what happened in SMT4. Like, I, I literally got to the first... The first time I played it, I made it an hour in before I messed up royally and I just couldn't advance. Second time was four hours. 
and then the third time was like eight hours. Got to a boss, got stuck, and then on my on my fourth try is when I actually made it all the way to the end of the game. Because that, the, like I said, man, that game has a tendency to kick you in the teeth. Yeah, the the games are difficult. I played SMT four as well, and uh, it'll it'll break you. So you gotta you gotta you know you gotta be uh, persistent. Oh, and grinding does nothing. No, that that game isn't like oh you're ten levels above an enemy. It doesn't matter. You you make the wrong decisions. That enemy that's ten levels weaker than you weaker than you will roll your shit. We move on to Advance Wars One Plus Two Reboot Camp. I'm excited because I never really got to play those games in depth. At least the first Advance Wars because I had a friend who had it on the. It's one of those things like your friend's on the school bus. He's like, hey, man, I have this game. You want to try it out? And then by the time you get home, it's been 30 minutes and that's all you got to play. That was my experience with Advanced Wars. I mean, mine was pretty similar too where a buddy had it. I'm like, I tried it out. I'm like, this game looks really cool. I'd like to play it more. Or, well, obviously back then I didn't want to play it more. But looking at it now, I prefer the game the way it used to look with the yeah. old graphics. These new graphics look good. Don't get me wrong. It's just different. It's just different. But, yeah. you know, I, whatever. I'm excited. I, I want to see... I want to see what's up. I hope it's as fun as I remember, especially for a tactics game. Yeah. Because I think this is like one of two tactics games we've got. I believe so. We'll keep going down the list and we'll see. We got Game & Watch, which has Legend of Zelda, Zelda 2, uh, Return of Link's Link. Awakening. And Link's yeah, Awakening. Yeah, then, then we have Link's Awakening. And Game & Watch Vermin, starring Link. 50 bucks. It's that little, you know, device. It's a collectible. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a collectible. It's all there. It's, you know. I, I would actually be want, uh, be want. Well, me want. Because I'm, I'm dumb. I would, I would pay that much if they gave us the first three one? games. No, if they gave us the first three games and Link to the Past. If they give us those oh. four, if they give us those four games, if they give us those four games, that's free. I'm buying it at $50. They would, I think they would release. A game and watch with only a link to the past and sell that for fifty bucks. Yeah, that sounds more Nintendo to me. Yeah, but um, if you really, really want to play the original Link's Awakening, I think that might be one of the only ways to do it outside of like ROMs. But I don't know if it's on the on the collection on the Switch Online stuff. No, because it's a, I, it's a Game Boy game. Mm, never mind them, then. Then you're out yeah. of luck. Yeah, it's a Game Boy yeah, game. Yeah, the emulator or something. Yeah, that that's what sucks. There's no really official way to replay the game unless you buy the the Game Boy cart or you get. It might the, be on Virtual Console on the Wii or Wii U. Oh man, Wii, probably. Um, but that's not going to be the original version. That's going to be the DX version, which was the color Game Boy Color version. Okay. Because there, the original. Like, any significant changes that would make you not want to play it? It's it's just like there they added some stuff, and there's a dungeon that's a red dungeon and a blue dungeon. And if you do the blue dungeon, you take half damage. And if you do the red dungeon, you do double damage. Okay. So you take it's either defensive or offensive. And that's a, I think that's really the only thing they added other than again color support. Yeah. But I mean, if you're a collector of Zelda, you're a big lover of Zelda, maybe this is for you. I don't, this is not for the, you know, casual audience, so. No. I don't even think it's for me cuz I don't think we're yeah. casual, but yeah. But uh Mario Party Superstars Features boards from the 64 games and mini games from across the entire series. So, as the name states, it is a superstar. Did you play the Mario Party, the new one? I played. I played the one on the 64 and GameCube, and that is my. You didn't play extent. the one on the the Switch, the new one? Nah, I have not. Dude, like people talked like kind of ill on it because it was like, oh, it only has like four maps or whatever. 
it was really fun. It really, really was. The the the, the mini games were fun. The maps were cool. They were oh, they were simplified, which is not a bad thing, because some like some of those Mario Party games, especially like around the GameCube era, the ones that aren't the greatest, those games could go like you got two hundred coins and we got candies and you got. You can steal and jump and do this, and the map changes. You do all that shit. I'm like, bro, just just give me like a, a simple game board and let me play the game with characters I love. And that's what it was. Ray, I think it should be stated because I feel people kind of forget this. Mario, Mario Party games, it's made for children, and it's also right? made to it's also made to kill friendships. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the game is for everyone, obviously, right? Like, any you know, it doesn't matter how old you are, you can play and enjoy these games. But yeah, the, like you the, should keep in mind that. It's for children, man. Like, yeah. uh, some people get real uptight. Like, man, like that's gotta be like dude, they gotta make it more complicated. They gotta do this. They gotta do that. It's like, hey, like for little kids. If, that, if that's what you're thinking about Mario, it's like, hey, man, you know what? Like, they're not targeting you. Yeah, it's, it's not. You're not the target audience. Yeah, it's so meant if for you don't little enjoy kids. It for what it is, yeah. then like you know, just my favorite part of those games anyway was going to the mini game mode. It's just like, hey guys, like what? Let's put the mini game mode on random until we tell it to stop. Let's let's play mini games all day. Yeah, and it's about playing with your friends, right? Like, dude, you could go outside and throw rocks with your friends and have a good time. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is just another way to do it. Yeah. And I'm about uh, that. Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin. Uh, we talked about it last time, so I don't really like want to talk about it too much, but I said I was going to buy it on a sale. <laughs> on a sale, so yeah, man. That, that's what I'll do. I don't know about you, Ray. I don't I'll, think you have any interest. You said you had no interest. I don't. You, talk- you kind of I, I really shut on the game a little bit. Yeah, man, I... That's not the Monster Hunter I'm looking for. We talked about this already. It's not the Monster yeah. Hunter I'm looking for. So, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. It's a remaster of the original three games. Cool. I've never played those games. I've seen speedruns. Yo, the speedruns look super cool. They're so fun. Those games are really fun. Is this something you think you'd buy or just something you're happy exists? Uh, no, I pro- I'd probably buy it. I don't believe you. <laughs> no, I would. It's a fun game. I, no, I believe it's a fun game. No, I'd probably get it. Okay. Uh, uh, not at launch, but it, it'd be something like maybe not even on, on sale? a sale. No, no, not on a sale. It'd just probably be like, I feel like playing a game. I'm gonna buy this one. Okay. Because it's a, it's a, just a cool game. Uh, Danganronpa S Ultimate Summer Camp. That's kind of like a strategy game, and Danganronpa Decadence. It's has all three games, which is Trigger Happy, Havoc, some bullshit, and something something. They're VNs. It's a very acquired taste. It's very niche. So I don't yeah. have too much to say about that. Ray, I don't know if you do. No. All right. They don't do it for me. Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity expansion pass. Um, cool game. Yeah, I guess a lot um, of people like that game. An expansion pass means more content for them. They can play more of the game that they like, so that's cool. That's awesome for you. I'm all, all right. about it, man. Happy for the people that wanted that. Mario Golf Super Rush. I don't. Yo, but I those games are game. the Mario sports games are always fire. Super Mario Strikers is good. Tennis is good. Golf was good. It's got to be good again. Like, those games are always fire. I, I will never, ever sleep on those games. I may not own them, but if somebody sat there and they're like, hey, again, it, I think we brought this up um, last time. Where if, like, you had a relative, like, hey, we know you like video games and we bought you Mario Golf, it wouldn't be one of those games. Be like, oh, okay, whatever. You'd be like, okay, like, let's go. All right, I'll take your word for it. I believe it. I mean, 
I like, played Mario Tennis once, and I'm like, wow, like <laughs> this is this is fun. Yo, they're really fun. Like no bullshit. Like I, I'm not even I'm not joshing you. Every Mario sports game I've ever played is fire. Super Mario Strikers may be one of the best soccer games of all time. Skyward Sword HD. Honestly, I'm a little upset at what they showed. Obviously, because I think this is probably the worst Zelda ever made, if not in the bottom three of Zelda, in my opinion, at least when it comes to the mainline series. No, it's probably the worst. And from what they showed me, it's the exact same thing. It's a remaster and that it's HD and whatever yeah. I, I don't care i don't i know that's also like i know that's all subjective because i'm more than sure there's people out there be like oh, well, of if, course. You, yeah. if you if you think about it ocarina time is the worst because it's the we don't like that game here skyward sword so i'm sorry <sighs> no i don't do it for me either but for- i mean if you enjoy it you're getting the hd uh remaster coming so that's Look forward to that. I guess cool. it's like I think it's the most universally hated game. Uh, not universally, but it's it's the it's the Zelda game that's hated the most. Is that I bought one. that game full price, and uh, I felt bad after playing it. Yeah. yeah, we got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One Plus Two. Awesome, those games yeah. are great. I, them I, I mean, I played them as, as I, a kid. I, I same. I played one, two, and three. I love those games. They're great games. If you've never played them and you're looking for a not realistic like game, if you're looking for like an arcadey kind of game, that's the game for you. It's a great game. All right, right. So, like these six, next six or seven, I'm gonna blitz through them. But if you want to stop, let me know because I don't think we'd have too much to offer on these. But we have Just Dance 2022. Trash. Guardians of the Galaxy Cloud version. Eh. It's a, I put that one on the list because. At least, like, these AAA games that never show up on the Switch, one of them is showing up via the cloud, so maybe more things will show up in cloud, too, you know? Yeah, thumbs up. Hopefully it works. Two Point Campus. I don't even know what that is. Worms Rumble, an arena-based shooter of Worms. It could be fun. Worms is always fun. Fatal Frame, made in the black water, which is, you know, with the camera, the horror game. Don't even care. Not even a little. Yo, if you're into horror games, look... if, if. audience if you're into horror games look it up it's a Dude, great game. i still have to play village but this is this is a different type of horror it's just a murder. i, I know it's i just know camera. i need to i need to play more i need to play it cruising blast i think it's some kind Yo, of arcade car game right that looks super fun like no like no no bullshit that looks really really fun because i love arcadey racing games did it give you burnout vibes no it or gave no. me it gave me cruising usa vibes okay okay have, okay. You, have you ever played cruising usa I've never played it, but I've seen it. Yo, you got to play it. That game's awesome. From what I saw, the game looked cool. Oh, no. Cruising World, dude. Cruising World is great. Because Cruising USA is USA, obviously. And then Cruising World, you go to like Egypt and you can like drive up pyramids and shit. It's fucking great. It's a great game. Doom Eternal like, DLC, right? Oh, no, no. Go on, go on. Oh, no, no. Sorry. sorry. I was just going to say, I think, I don't know if this that Cruising game has it, but all the old Cruising games didn't have weapons. It was all like just driving. There was no like shooting shells or whatever. Yeah, no, we weren't Twisted Metal yet. No, no, no. Great game. Twi- where is Twisted Metal? Holy shit. Yo, where's Hydro Thunder? I think the last Twisted Metal sucked ass. I want to bring up Hydro Thunder, but I remember seeing something about Hydro Thunder. It was a year. It was, it was a grip. It was a couple years ago. I think they sold it on Xbox Live Arcade. I played. I played that demo like a hundred times. That's raining real hard. I hope y'all can't hear that. But uh, oh, Doom I don't Eternal. have any. I don't have any rain over here. I don't know. It's hitting over here. Damn. We got Doom Eternal DLC. You know the ancient gods. 
you would probably know more about this than me. It's Doom Eternal. It's more Doom Eternal, and that lore, right? ain't nothing wrong with yeah, more Doom Eternal. It's, yeah, it's a lot of lore that you know. And we've all talked about this, man. I'm a lore whore. I love that shit. And you like Doom? If you like Doom 2016, and you like, and you didn't play Doom Eternal, you gotta play Doom Eternal, man. Dude, you don't have to. We, you should. It's great. Can we just talk about real quick how? Doom Eternal exists on the Switch and it's not a cloud version. Like, shout out to id Software, man. Hey, man, they're doing it. I mean, they're trying to get numbers. There ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, uh, like, um, yeah, it's, it's impressive because, yeah. yeah, shout out to them. I don't like, yeah. Oh, my God, man. Like, can I talk about, like, I might rant here for a couple minutes. Doom Eternal brought video games, brought video game shit back to shooters. I can't tell you how fucking annoying it is playing a shooter and everything's tactical and grips and sights and and then you play Doom Eternal and they got power-ups and one-ups and movement options and like fast-ass gameplay. I don't know, man. Doom Eternal, A plus 10 out of 10. There's there, like 12 out of 10. That game is amazing. If you've... If you remember old Doom, picking up quad damage, picking up haste, picking up super speed, fucking super lasers and guns and fast pace and chainsaw. Like, God, man, Doom Eternal is the game for you. You want to play a game that's a video-ass video game? Play Doom Eternal. It's great. You will hear nothing but praise of Doom on this podcast because the music is great. Oh, my God. plays great. Everything about this game is great. I still have to play Eternal, but I played 2016 and... I don't want to say it reinvigorated me to play video games again, but it reinvigorated my passion of shooters where I was playing Call of Duty or Counter-Strike. And then I went and played Doom and I'm like, bro, like this is this is what I needed. I think I told you about this because I think you were streaming it on Discord because we're in a Discord channel together yeah. with all our homies and you're streaming it. And the first couple of missions you were playing it like a Call of Duty where you're getting behind cover and like trying to like side strafe i'm like nah dog no 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 no. it's doom it's like is and because i remember i was telling you it's like you play the original doom you're like yeah it's like you remember the original doom you stop moving you die you're like, yeah this, this is the game you move you switch weapons like there's no reloading like it is it felt like playing original doom for this for the first time it was just like, oh my god, like just like mind blowing stuff there's like secrets on the map like it it's a video game ass video game and it's that was doom 2016 and eternal was just like everything that you thought you liked in 16 we're gonna just crank that shit up to like 80 bro it was so good it's such a good game seriously guys if you take anything from this podcast it's two things ray is fat and you can hear it over the microphone and doom eternal (laughs) is like the greatest game in a while it's so good if you guys haven't played doom give it a shot give it a shot it's so different. Like, right, what's time about right now? I played the first Doom. I was a kid. I played at school. It was the shit. I got so used to playing Call of Duty and all these other shooters that aren't Doom, and you go play Doom, and Doom is it's its own beast. Adrenaline. Doom plays like Doom. Adrenaline, dog. Something like playing those arenas where you just monsters are spawning. You got the BFG. You got rockets. You got missiles. You got machine guns. You got super shotgun. Yo, your blood starts to pump when you get to the end of those sections. You're like, Dude. bro, I gotta put the game down, bro. I'm, I'm about you to. Got- like, you got glory kills with your executions. Oh the animations God. look great. In Eternal, you get a fucking sword and or a machete or fucking arm blade, whatever the fuck you oh want to call it. Oh my God, it's so good. 
It's it great. so good. The game is fun. It's everything. It, it's it's a, it's an A plus 10 out of 10. That's all I got to say. It may be my best. It may be my favorite game of the decade of 2010 to 2020. It might be my favorite game. Holy shit, that game is like a masterpiece of gameplay. So then a lot of people have been asking for this. So it's great that it's finally coming out. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot with the and plus DLC. I don't know if it's going to be new DLC added to the game, but it's going to come out sometime in September, October. I don't really remember when, but Dragon Ball fans like this. It never came out on the Switch, and now it's coming out on the Switch. It's cool to... It's another retelling of the story, obviously. So if you're into that, awesome. It's fantastic. The animations look great, at least in story-wise, like the cool. cutscenes. They look like some Tenkaichi shit, like Budokai. Yeah. I'm kind of arena fighters and stuff like that. It's not my jam, but I appreciate that they exist because a lot of people do enjoy them, and it's always cool looking at the cutscenes and, you know, the, the pretty stuff. Even though oh, yeah. I, don't, I necessarily don't want to play it myself. Uh, we missed Mario and Rabbids. Oh, shit. You're right. I just noticed. I was just like, yo, we didn't talk about Mario plus yo. Rabbids, and that game looks super fun. So, Kakarot's there, but Mario plus Rabbids, I think, is a more interesting game, in my opinion. It's because it's it something is. original. And and we got a I used to watch. I used to watch my nephew play Mario plus Rabbids, and I know we, you had talked about it before, right? I think it was on, a, on another podcast, the one before this one. Or yeah. Something like that. I think we talked about it last week or the last game episode. Skills vary accordingly to player and player skill in that the more you play the game, the better you get at the game. So the challenge increases or scales accordingly, which is awesome because my nephew is out here playing. He's like five or six and started off pretty you know, easy. And then eventually it becomes more difficult and more difficult. But they give you the time to learn the mechanics of the game strategy. And I'm just seeing my super young nephew implementing all these like techniques and stuff. While he's playing, I'm like, dude, like the learning curve is awesome. This is Mark, great. And I, I'm telling you, man, shit. I've been telling I've been telling this to people for years who are like, you know, video games are for little kids and like they're only for little kids. And that's it. I'm like, yo, you go into World 8 Mario 1. You go to Super Mario Bros and go to World 8 and tell me that shit's for kids. They, no, it's 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 that those games Mario 1. Mario uh, Mario 2 is a weird one because it's Mario 2. And uh, Super Mario 3, which is the best Mario game, in my opinion. Uh, it's, it's the best 2D Mario. I, I will go on record to say that. Super Mario 3 is like the best 2D Mario. If not okay. the best, it's like it's goaded. It's like it's one of them. It's, it's in top three Mario games of all time, in my opinion. That game scales accordingly. It really does. Like World One's easy, two, three. Like it gets in, then you get to like five and six. You're like, okay, okay. And then you get to seven. You're like, oh man, this is difficult. Then you get to World Eight. And you're like, holy shit. But again, they Mario games have always had the tendency to scale appropriately. Even Super Mario sixty four, Sunshine, Galaxy, all those games. If you go back and play them, and you play them in the attended order, they scale beautifully. And that's all Nintendo. And I wanna seeing the praises of Ubisoft because I know Ubisoft gets a lot of shit but the team that works on this Mario plus Rabbit stuff they do a great job the Donkey Kong DLC was awesome yeah it was like again I didn't play it myself but I saw my nephew play it and he had a great time dude and just watching a kid play a strategy game a grid game like what like and like that's kids don't really play that Uh, from my experience you know it's just crazy to me from 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 kids us who grew up with that 
You know, like I would like we played Final Fantasy, we played Disgaea, we played Final Fantasy Tactics, Tactics Advanced, Advanced Wars, like Fire Emblem. Like those were those are the games we grew up Dynasty playing. Wars Tactics. Never played that. <laughs> I never it's a great played game. That. At least but, I remember it like that. Like we played those games and those were the bread and butter, or at least part of the, the gaming journey. And to see those games get resurgence and even with that one game that kind of looks like a uh, octopath uh project triangle yeah I project believe. yeah that, the same people like that game like they're bringing back grid strategy and i'm for it man those games have always been fun yeah man and again the, i remember when the first mario plus rabbits game came out and the dude from ubisoft is fucking crying in the crowd because Shigeru Miyamoto was just like, yo, you, like, you did this. This is your baby. That was goaded. Like, that's so good. Yeah, for real, honestly, it almost made me want to cry. To have the passion for that, you know? I mean, think about it. Being a game developer, playing Mario and all that stuff, and then having the creator come up to you and be like, hey, they're working on the game for Mario. It's like, dude. And not only that, but, like, to be given... I don't. I don't want to say given, but earning the honor it is, uh, and I'm going to say this sincerely: the honor of being given Nintendo's poster boy, like when when Shigeru Miyamoto and Nintendo give you Mario, and they're like, "Hey, bro, you're going to make this game, and it's a Mario game. It's got Mario in the name. It's Nintendo, and to imagine the pressure that you have to be under." To give Nintendo polish to Mario because you can talk shit on Mario all day. When those games came out, they were masterpieces, and some of them still are. And the name of the game in this mystical collaboration: Mario versus Sonic Olympics. <laughs> yeah, well, even those games; those games don't play bad. I've never played those games. Are they good? I- I've seen them. I've seen them play that, like um, you know, Walmart's and stuff when they have like the kiosk set up. Yeah. It, 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 you may sit there and be like, oh, it's it's a cash grab. It's for little kids to buy. And it is. But those games don't play bad. They don't stutter. They don't, like, they never drop frames. Their loading so is always pretty wise, good. performance-wise, they're good. But no, they, what about, like, always, actual gameplay-wise? They, I mean, they're they're mini-game simulators. They, they usually play pretty good. You know, push the buttons into the correct sequence or, you know mash or jump yeah. or do so it's those kind of games so i i don't blame it because sonic is still super popular with the young audience it is i mean it is yeah. so ridiculous to me i mean he's a cool character no he's, he's a, a cool character it's just the games like you know like people i still people buy sonic games know, don't know yeah. sonic because of the games you know what i mean yeah, yeah yeah but again with this even when we get the sonic movie which is apparently pretty good i haven't seen it but people who saw the movie were like yeah man not bad but again, for an outside company to be given that honor and to execute it so well that the creator of the character is just like, yo, you did good. That's got to be like out of this world shit. You know what I mean? Like you got to be cloud nine crazy. Like that's wild. And imagine him coming back and saying, all right, sequel greenlit. That, that shit was, that, that, that was fire. You get to do it again. Do it well. We know you can do it well. Like, that's... Again, I can't even imagine. That's just like... Alright, so... We probably should have ended with that one, because these last two games might... I, these last two games are kind of whatever, but... Strange Brigade, it looked like some kind of... 
Resident Evil Five kind of thing, where it's like a co-op. I believe it's co-op where oh yeah, it's ghouls a, and scorpions. Yeah, it's like Egypt kind of stuff, right? Yeah, the game's already kind of old, actually. We're not old, but it came out. I want to say like two years ago. So it's not really new, but it's new for you if you're only a Switch player. So and more Switch, up. more Switch games. I'm all about it. And I think it and, released the day they announced it too, which is pretty cool. And last is Astria Ascending. I know it's made by a studio in Quebec, and I think they share something with some French R- company too. RPG, right? Yeah, it's a JRPG. It's- the score was made by Hitoshi Sakimoto, who made Super Final Fantasy XII. Oh, twelve! And, Hell yeah! And Vagrant Story. Oh wow! Okay. And cool. the writing was from a uh, Kazushige Nojima, who helped with the writing of Final Fantasy X and Seven Remake. So I'm just naming these people because we're super into JRPGs and it we kinda, know who these people are for the most part. It kind of looked like Child of Light if you've ever played that game. Yeah. The proportions it, it, like, are super weird though, right? Like it's just the game looked weird to me. Yeah. Like the, the enemy sprites looked tiny and then all of the player sprites looked huge. I was just like, hmm. Something about it just threw me off. But I mean, I the I like 7 Remake. I like 10. I like the music in FF12. So... I mean, I it's like all thumbs up to well. me, but yeah. to me, when it comes to this kind of stuff, the most important part is the story. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's good. Um, yeah, man, hopefully they can make the JRPG think interesting. I hope it's just not simple, or if not interesting, they can make it clean. Because I'll say, like, Dragon Quest Eleven isn't innovative gameplay, but it's still fun. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like the gameplay, I, I can kind of. You can kind of tell what the gameplay is going to be, right? Yeah. So it's everything else that needs to be top tier. So that's yeah. what I'm looking forward to. I would like, I want to I see mean, what happens when the game comes out and see what's up. From the list of people you gave me, it sounds like they got a bunch of killers on it. So yeah, again, but it's only for the score and for the, well, actually, yeah, for the story too. So we'll see. We'll see. Oh, hopefully, man, because JRPGs, I mean, eight, Final Fantasy eight is objectively not a good game. At least in my opinion, it's not. I think it's probably the weakest Final Fantasy after like after like three, because three is pretty weak. Right, I do got to say that when it comes to opinions on Final Fantasy. Games, oh, oh no, no, no. Uh, I'm talking mainline Final Fantasy. Mr. Quest doesn't count. Uh, okay, I was gonna say like it's kind of skewed, man. Like, well, because well, no, because if we're gonna count that, Mr. Quest even is even the bottom. George Cerberus is the bottom. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll give All you that right. one. I, I've seen my I've seen my cousin play it. And, and I went like, home because of it. Yo, <laughs> I I played it. That game's dog shit. Like, it's not good. And at least Final Fantasy Mystic Quest has, like, the excuse of being a Super Nintendo game. I'll tell you what. I can play Mystic Quest, but I wouldn't be able to play it or just it. There so you I'll, go. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, but, like, again, if we're talking mainline Final Fantasy, I would say that, in, in, my, in my opinion, yeah, like, 3 is the weakest on difficulty alone and just, like, Again, they, they, they made it too difficult and set we talked about this already. And then it's probably gonna be two after that and then this one after that. Eight. it via gameplay, art is whatever, but it's like in that age of like polygons. Yeah, yeah. And it gets kind of squishy and weird. But what makes that game not the worst game in the series, and it could be if you had to like line up all of the scores for these games, eight might be like it's definitely like top three or four. It it is it's incredible. I agree. Yeah, it's like six, seven, eight, and like like maybe like ten and 10, yeah. five and four. Four has bangers. 
Yeah, like it's just like the, the 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 soundtrack to that game. Like if you hate Final Fantasy and you want dope music, you you pick the Final Fantasy Eight soundtrack. That soundtrack like seven, is amazing. Eight, ten. Honestly, thirteen has some. Not thirteen has some. I only like like two songs. Uh, it's the battle song and then the uh, the the water sunscape one. Yeah, some of the waterscape up. Yeah, fifteen had a lot of good songs. I'll give you that. Oh no, fifteen. Well, fifteen. Yeah, ridiculous. especially especially when you're like in the car and you could just play the soundtracks to the Final <laughs> yeah. Fantasies. I used to listen. Yo, like talking. That's kind of funny. I just remember that I listened to the Final Fantasy Eight soundtrack like exclusively for the last like ten hours that I played that game. I do want to just say that the the music from fifteen is ridiculous, but but whatever. Uh, is there anything else where you want to add about the C three or something before we end the episode? Um, did Nintendo save E three? I don't think uh, I think I agree with you. I don't think Nintendo needed saving. I don't I don't think E three needed saving. Yeah, I don't think I, I think did I bring it up last episode? I don't remember, but we talked about it amongst ourselves where yeah. it didn't need saving because I don't know what your expectations were, but my expectations were hey man, I want this shit to be like a five out of ten. I just want it to be somewhere in the middle. I don't want it to be anything lower than that. And if it's higher than that, that's awesome but i had no expectations of that and i would say that for the most part the whole conference without nintendo was riding at about like a five and a half a six it was just like you know we got games that's cool guardians of the galaxy gave us gameplay which for e3 super rare we got a new metroid title which was nintendo we got uh square enix gave us more final fantasy than we'd had in forever we didn't get any more 15, uh, 16 which is kind of sad but again like it's just not I did, ready yet. I, it's not ready, and I didn't expect much. And I didn't want them to just give us the same gameplay. That That's not what yeah. I want. I want new, fresh stuff. But I would say if this whole conference was like a five and a half, a six, Nintendo d- jumped it up to like a seven, seven and a half. Like it was, okay. they, they, they pumped up the numbers pretty good. It wasn't the perfect E3 because you get 25 minutes to Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's kind of not great. That brings it down a half, like a half point. And so. Yeah, it brings it down a little bit. Not a, not a half point, not a whole half point, but it's pretty bad. Um, and then like some of the Microsoft stuff was cool, and that helped a lot. Like Halo was awesome. The gameplay for Halo looked super sick. And then we got games like that that Left for Dead looking uh, Back for Blood trailer was trash. Yeah. We talked about it already. Uh, but that other game, the one with uh, the the black lady who could summon like oh stuff, Redfall, Redfall like. Bird we didn't game? get the we didn't get no gameplay for that, at least not in the show. I don't know if they did it in the treehouse, but during the show we got no gameplay and it was like that's cool, I guess. Yeah. Me and Ray had talked about it before where I was telling him our how uh, I found it kind of weird that people were saying like Nintendo saved E three and I'm like I don't, I never I didn't feel like E three needed saving because I mean the day one people, like you know, Microsoft, Bethesda and the people that also presented that day. They were just showing games, man. They were showing games that were going to come out this year, next year. They were showing gameplay. Like, you got to think about it where, you know, even a couple of years ago, we weren't getting gameplay at all. What, you don't like phones? Yeah. Like, Oh, my God. Been... Did, did Blizzard do anything for this E3? Uh, They showed Diablo 2 Remake. We talked about it, remember? Oh, that was that it? Oh, Overwatch 2 trailer? Oh, Overwatch 2. Yeah, I mean, dude. Blizzard's whatever, dude. Honestly, Blizzard is... Damn, that really is... They're nowhere where they used to be, but um, mm, that's yeah. I, th- I thought the show was good, man. Like I thought it started off really well. I would have said it was like a seven out of ten. I don't really rate E three too high because, like you know, it isn't anything now. Yeah, 
it's hard yeah. to look forward to something in like three years. It's like, oh, you know, like I really want to, but whatever. But this year, it was a lot of, it's either now, this year, or next year, and maybe like one or two teases of like stuff to come. Like they didn't show off Elder Scrolls 6 or whatever because they know it's a long ways off and I don't want to see it because yeah, I don't see, at least like a year away or something, you know? Yeah, I don't want to see crap because like, this is blue balls. So, and then Nintendo came out and they did all the same thing that I feel Microsoft and Bethesda did, but with games that are arguably, you know, better. Uh, at least we're with franchises that are yeah. clamored like for. Like Metro, oh my, the first Breath game. Breath Wild, all this stuff. Like they showed yeah. Nintendo, Mario, showed Mario me. Rabbids. What I wanted to see, and so did uh, well, Microsoft. Like Halo, the, the was thing was awesome. super cool that they also gave us stuff that it maybe like we knew that was coming, but not stuff that we necessarily knew that we wanted. Like yeah, WarioWare, um, uh, SMT Five, Shin Megami Tensei Five. Um, yeah, it had been so long since we got anything. Yeah, SMT5. Super Monkey Ball, like uh, all these games. Uh, I mean, um. Advance Wars, Advance Wars, fan, yeah, all like, of Rampa is coming. Like, yeah, fan, like all the, of it. I, I feel like it wasn't that Nintendo did better; is that they they showed us stuff that we didn't know we wanted until they showed it to us. Because like we had surprises for sure. It, yeah, Advance Wars was a game that I know of, but it wasn't anything that I was just like, "Oh man, I hope we get another one." Like it was just like, "Say like, hey, man, Advanced Wars," and I was just like, "Oh yeah, like yeah," like I was like so confused, the hype is the best way that I can explain it. Where I was just like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was was great. I don't know. I was just to say that I I think Nintendo did really well, especially after the pandemic. And it's just like, or not after the pandemic, but, you know, pandemic's starting to, you know, we're starting to try to return to normal life here. And Nintendo just giving us stuff to look for, stuff we didn't know we wanted. That's just, it's fucking coating on the cake. That's cherry on top, and again, I was very—I don't want to say settled, not settled. I, I was very—I uh, was impressed with all the stuff that they did because it felt very—it felt grounded, is what it felt like. Yeah. Where it's not—they weren't overreaching, and they didn't—I don't feel like they underperformed when it came to their conferences. Yeah, and they weren't like jerking at least when it comes to like, at least you know not, not like like Square Enix and uh, Devolver had a nice one. It was like very quirky and stuff like yeah, that. Real, but all in all, fast. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed what I saw for the most part. There was a lot of stinkers in there, a lot of shit that was bad, but for the most part, I was I was cool with it. I don't know if we talked about this last time, but it also felt like there wasn't like huge jerk off parties that E three can sometimes can be. Oh yeah, I, I think that's attributed to the pandemic. Otherwise, we would have like Usher dancing a Just Dance. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like it was just like yeah, video games, and I'm just like, hey, bro, like I don't I don't want that. Like I don't give a fuck. New about Need that. for Speed. Here's this race car driver. Yeah. With our new- Kia Toronto. What is, that's not what it's called. Kia it's Sorrento. Called. <laughs> we should end the episode, right? <laughs> Toronto. We've been yeah, too long. That, this key, late. that Kia Canada, dog. Oh, Hell yeah. yeah. The Kia of Vancouver. Yeah. Boron. But, uh... <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's it, right? Yeah, I believe so. Alright, then. Alright, yeah. Y'all take it easy, man. I'll see you guys next time. Alright, peace. Peace.